WRSU Sports presents Rutgers Basketball Dancing in the Dark, the story of the 2019-2020 basketball season, the NCAA season that never was. Tiaboa, right corner three, rainbow, bingo! Oh, we can taste it here at the Rutgers Athletic Center. Baker does strip it away, now to McConnell. McConnell, he slams it home! Pass for Baker, deep three-pointer, oh my God, Gio Baker! Are you kidding me? Ron Harper Jr. fires it over to Yaboa. Yaboa, quick trigger, three, and swish! Yaboa! Up top, Young, cutting Mathis, right hand to Tomahawk! Bring the house down, young fella! Now over to Harper Jr., his three-pointer, yes, sir! Geo Baker for the buzzer beater, and Geo Baker nails it! Geo Baker, what a shot! Tonight, we take a look back at Rutgers in Minnesota, January 19th at the Rack and Piscataway. Here's WRSU's Randy DiGregorio and Chris Sikonis. Welcome to another edition of Dancing in the Dark. Today, we'll be taking you back to January 19th, when the Scarlet Knights hosted the Minnesota Golden Gophers at the Rack. Rutgers was rejuvenated by the return of Geo Baker from injury four days before, in which Baker led the Knights to a 59-50 win over Indiana. Rutgers had received votes in the top 25 poll heading into this one, and a sold-out crowd in Piscataway was eager to see Rutgers make another statement. This game was such a huge game for the Scarlet Knights, Chris. You know, they remained unbeaten at home, and they tried to continue that streak here today. And up until this point, Minnesota has not won on the road, so they had two streaks that seemed to be going in the ideal direction for Rutgers, but... You know, Minnesota has some powerhouse players that will not back down. And Marcus Carr and, and of course, Daniel Oturu, both with huge games their last time out as they hosted Penn State in a win over them, 75-69. to 69. So, you know, Minnesota is no pushover, but if Rutgers is going to have to win, they need to play their best basketball. So let's bring you right now to first-half action. McConnell brings to the near wing. Now for Omarui, wild pass, Johnson, alley-oop, jam, Rutgers up seven. Carter. Kicks it out to Geo for three, and he gets it to go. Baker, five to shoot. Baker in the corner for Mathis. Mathis for three. Yes, sir! Baker inside out dribble. He'll pull up the three. Top of the key. Ho, ho, bang! Here's Ron Harper Jr. All the way to the rim for the slam! Baker for the open three, and he sinks it. Here's Baker. Step back. Three. Dagger! Mathis drives baseline, floater on the way, good and a foul! Miles Johnson on the block, has it stripped, picks it back up, puts it off the glass and in! From the rack in Piscataway, we've got Rutgers men's basketball as they have a massive sellout home game on a Sunday afternoon against the Minnesota Golden Gophers alongside Randy DiGregorio. I'm Chris Akonis and Randy, we talk about how important this home court advantage is for Rutgers. They are one of only four teams in the country who are still undefeated at home. And you know, a lot of credit to the Rutgers basketball team, but a lot of credit needs to go to these fans. It's been, it's winter break still technically here at Rutgers, and this is their third straight sellout at home. Fans love to come out, even if there's no school. They love supporting their Scarlet Knights, and that's a big reason why Rutgers has done so well at home. Yeah, and this is a Rutgers team that is really coming into their stride right at the start of conference play. They have a 4-2 Big Ten record coming into it. Came off a huge, huge 59-50 win over Indiana. And 
it's been a different guy stepping up every night for Rutgers. Against the Hoosiers, it was a quasi Eboa, led the team with 14 points and seven rebounds. Well, Rutgers, they won seven of their last eight. And of those seven victories, they've had six different point leaders. And that you love to see that from a Rutgers team that's not just dependent on Geo Baker. They're not just dependent on Ron Harper Jr. As you said, it's a different guy stepping up each night. And that's a nightmare for opponents because when you look at film, you want to be able to focus in on one or two guys that you can try to stop. But with Rutgers' depth that they have, it's almost impossible. You have to guard each and every single player. Yeah, Randy, you said it brilliantly. Six different players have led Rutgers in scoring over the last eight games. It's also been a sense of Rutgers isn't afraid of anybody. They aren't afraid of any ranked opponents. They've had multiple ranked wins in back-to-back -back seasons. First time they've been able to say that since 2003. You know, you just get the sense that Rutgers is peaking at the right time. And the other factor about Rutgers is their defense. They held Indiana to just 19 of 60 shooting. They're sixth in the country in field goal defense with 36.7% average allowed. You know, this is a team that does not allow any easy looks. Yeah, especially their, you know, their last game against Indiana, it was a quasi Eboa. He stepped up 14 points, 7 rebounds, and all 7 of those rebounds were on the defensive glass. The Rutgers does such a great job on the defensive end, securing the ball and preventing those second-chance looks. They had 36 rebounds last game against Indiana. 31 of them were defensive. Now, you love to see them clean up the defensive glass so well. Offensive glass, you know, they struggle with. But as Coach Peichel said before, you know, when we talked to him, he said, you know, if we hit our, hit our shots on the first shot, you know we're not going to have offensive rebounds. So it's a great point of emphasis that they do so well on both sides of the court. And for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, you know, this is a team that really mirrors Rutgers in a lot of ways. They're in a similar spot here. They started off kind of shaky. They started one in three. They had a really tough out-of-conference schedule. They had six Power 5 opponents before they even started conference play. But, you know, they're also a team that seems to be finding their stride, coming off a huge six-point win over Penn State. And, you know, when you talk about the Minnesota Golden Gophers this year, the conversation starts, continues, and ends with Daniel Oturo, 26 points and 14 rebounds in the game against the Nittany Lions. Yeah, Oturo is a monster. He is a rebounding machine and scoring machine. He's got 46 blocks on the year. He averages just under 12 rebounds per game. But how about this? Just under 20 points per game average. That's first in the Big Ten. That's fifth in the nation. Minnesota does such a good job of feeding him inside and getting those big-time looks on the glass. He uses his size to his advantage, and he is just an all-around monster of a player. Yeah, I mean, you've said it perfectly. And, you know, Minnesota's a team that, you know, when they're finding their stride defensively, they don't allow very many open looks. They held Penn State to just 24% shooting in a second half come from behind win at home. They also upset Ohio State earlier in the year. You know, and, and you know, you talk about Daniel Oturu, that's the guy that's really been the bellwether for this team. Now for me, when you look at this matchup between Rutgers and Minnesota, it's all, I feel like a lot of it's gonna come down to Miles Johnson versus Daniel Oturu. Whoever can stay out of foul trouble and really dominate the paint is gonna go a long way towards deciding who wins this game. And it's not just gonna be Miles Johnson, it's also gonna be Shaq Carter and possibly even Mamadou Decore because Oturu doesn't find the bench often. 38 minutes in his last game. This is Minnesota, this is a team where their five starters they play over 30 minutes a game. They play so much. They've, you know, their last game is in the end. They've only used seven guys total. They have a lot to work out for, but this core is really their main problem that they're going to have.
It's now time for your Rutgers men's basketball coaches spotlight with head men's basketball coach Steve Peichel. Hi, we're here in the coach's office with head coach uh, Steve Peichel. Uh, first question, coach. Um, Geo Baker came back from injury. You played him 22 minutes in the last game. What do you see the rotation looking like for him as he's working his way back? Yeah, I mean, same. You know, he's got to work his way back in. And, uh, you know, we play a lot of guys. And he'll, as he continues to feel better, he'll play more minutes. But 22, he's only off like six minutes of what he usually plays. So just keep playing whoever's good and, and working hard and, and, and feeling it and we're only playing eight guys, really, so uh, he definitely will be in that eight, nine-man rotation. Coach, last game against Indiana, you had 36 rebounds as a team. 31 of them were defensive. Was there more of a push in practice to kind of get more offensive, get those second-chance looks? I mean, you're always trying to get second-chance looks. I mean, we're second in the league in field goal percentage now, so we're making a lot of our uh, attempts. Um, you know, I, I never worry too much about individual stats during the course of the game because you're going to have steals game, blocks game. You're going to have an offensive rebounding game. I'm more concerned with at the end of the game that we have one more point than the other team. So, um, you know, we've been a really good offensive rebounding team. But sometimes when you do that, that means you missed a lot of shots too. So every game's different. Um, this game's certainly a very different challenge than the Indiana game. Um, they have two of the best players in the league. Like 75% of their offense goes through these two guys, you know, at Minnesota, Carr and Otoro. So, um, you know, today's emphasis is, is on stopping those guys and, and hopefully some offensive rebounds come with that. And then, you know, looking forward to today's game, as you mentioned, Minnesota, they like to play their starters. They play their starters heavy. You know, Marcus Carr leads Big Ten in minutes per game. Does that change your game plan in any way that you're, you know, you're really looking at just five main starters? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing, you know, for us because we play a lot of guys. So, you know, I really want to attack them and make sure for 36 minutes they are playing hard basketball. Uh, that they got to play on both ends of the floor. And, you know, I think there's an advantage sometimes only playing a couple guys, but there's a ton of disadvantages. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can take advantage of the disadvantages that come when you only play, you know, a small rotation of guys. Daniel O'Toole is averaging 20 points, 12 rebounds a game. What do you make of that matchup between him and Miles Johnson and the other bigs on Rutgers? Yeah, I mean, it's more of, of the whole team matchup because um, everyone's got to be a part of our team defense, digging down in the post. So Miles got to do a great job, uh, Mamadou, Shaq, uh, but everybody's got to help. I mean, he's destroying the league. He's averaging more points in, in league play, too, and more rebounds in league play. So those two guys are killing the league. It's got to be a team effort. You know, if you just one-on-one -on -one with him, you're in trouble. So, um, you know, our whole team has to be locked into the game plan, and everyone's got to help. we got to get steals, dig downs, covers. You know, when he's open in the post, we got to pressure the ball so they can't just throw it to the post so the guards are on top of that. So a lot of team things have to go into stopping guys that are putting up obscene numbers like those two guys are. Back here at the rack, getting all set for tip-off, but first, going to run through our starting lineup. Going to start with the Minnesota Golden Gophers at point guard. It's the 6'4 redshirt junior out of Fayetteville, Arkansas, Peyton Willis. He will be joined in the backcourt by shooting guard Marcus Carr, 6'2", redshirt sophomore from Toronto, Canada. At the three spot, it's the sharpshooter, 6'4", sophomore out of Adena, Minnesota, Gabe Kalsher. At forward, it'll be the 6'9", senior out of Ankara, Turkey, Alihan Demir. And at center, the man himself, 
6'10", sophomore center out of Woodbury, Minnesota, Daniel Oturu. Yeah, if there's one guy you have to look out for, it's Oturu. He is a monster, as we mentioned before. He's a rebounding machine. He averages over 33 minutes per game. He leads the team in points, rebounds, and blocks. He is a monster. Last game, he recorded his 11th double-double of the season. If there's a problem for Rutgers, it's Oturu. And now for your Rutgers Scarlet Knights starting at point guard today. Geo Baker not in the starting lineup, but he'll be expected to get some significant minutes. We're going to start at point guard, 6'6 sophomore out of Jacksonville, Florida. It's Caleb McConnell. He'll be joined in the backcourt by the 6'4 sophomore out of Baltimore, Maryland, Montez Mathis. In the three spot, it'll be the 6'6 sophomore out of Franklin Lakes, New Jersey, Ron Harper Jr. At power forward, it'll be the 6'6 grad transfer out of Crigwell, England, Akwazi Yaboa. And at center, it will be the 6'10 redshirt sophomore from Long Beach, California, Miles Johnson. Yeah, Miles Johnson. As you've said before, beforehand, the matchup between Miles Johnson and Daniel Turo will be the focus of today's game. Miles Johnson is a 6'10 sophomore. He has been a huge body for most opponents, but Daniel Turo, he's going to meet his match with. It's going to be a real showdown of who can score more in the paint and who could stay out of foul trouble as well. Miles Johnson is known for getting two good fouls, and once he gets a second, Pico pulls him, and that's where they go down to Shaq Carter and even Mamadou Ducore on the third string. So it's, it's important for Johnson to play great aggressive defense, but he needs to be careful not to foul. Couldn't have said it better myself, Randy. And it looks like we're just about ready to go for opening tip-off. Scarlet Knights in white with red numbers. And it looks like they'll be moving left to right on your radio dial. Minnesota in their gold and burgundy road uniforms. They'll be moving right to left. Miles Johnson and Daniel Oturu, the key matchup lining up for the opening tip-off are officials Terry Oglesby, Paul Selk, and Chris Beaver. All set to go. A huge, huge home game for the Scarlet Knights. Opening tip is in the air, and it will be won by Oturu. He'll work it in the backcourt for Marcus Carr, and he'll move across the timeline for the first possession of the game. Swings it for Demir up top. Now gets over for Willis. Willis up against Yeboa. Hands off for Carr near wing. Carr holding with 15 on the shot clock. Bounce pass. Kalsher, right wing three. He got it. Gabe Kalsher knocks down the three ball, and Minnesota opens up a 3-0 lead. Yeah, we talk about Oturu down low being dominant, but Kalsher's that outside shooter can, that can do damage as well. McCall moving across midcourt, hands off to Mathis, now gets it back. Entry pass to Mathis, saves it on the baseline, works it back over on the far side for Ron Harper Jr. Harper driving on the far baseline, step back, baseline jumper, rims out. Offensive board, Mathis puts it on the floor, puts it off glass and in. Montez Mathis cleaning up the offensive glass. Only five offensive rebounds last game. They were quick to get there first. And now it looks like a five-second violation on the floor. Or no, they're going to have a timeout right before it. They were scrambling around the baseline. Yeah, Richard Patino very quick to call the timeout there, make sure they didn't get the five-second violation there. And very good awareness by Minnesota because they had no one to get into. You heard the roar of the crowd. Right. And, you know, we talk about the crowd being a factor. When this building is a sellout, it is the most intimidating atmosphere in all of college basketball. The fans are right on top of the players. And the way the building is built, it just, the sound just builds like a crescendo. It is 
unlike anything else. Well, it funnels right towards the court. The rack, obviously the smallest of the Big Ten arena, is holding only 8,000 fans. But the voice and the capacity that funnels towards the court, it's just like any other Big Ten arena, and it gets loud. Minnesota inbounds out of the backcourt. This time they get in quickly to Peyton Willis. He'll swing it over to Marcus Carr, the point guard in the backcourt. Minnesota has the ball. They lead 3-2. to two. Minute gone by in this first half. Carr has it off top, swings far side, Kalsher. Driving in, now steps back for the baseline, Jay over Mathis, and he gets it to go. 5-2 Minnesota lead. Minute 15 played. McConnell moves it across the timeline. Try to hand it off for Mathis, loses it. Drives into the paint, puts up the floater, doesn't go. Tipped by Johnson, gets back out to Mathis. He'll swing over for Ron Harper Jr. on the near wing. Rutgers has it with 15 to shoot. Another offensive rebound. Harper has it near wing, bounce past Yeboah, thought about the three, now drives into the paint. Left-handed floater, doesn't go. Second tip by Johnson, doesn't. It's still bobbled around and finally corralled by the Gophers. Willis with the rebound, and Carr brings it up on the far side. Carr for Willis. Willis near wing three, knocks it down. Peyton Willis with his first points of the game. Back-to-back three points for Minnesota. They now lead 8-2. McConnell moving it across the timeline for the Scarlet Knights. Now dribbles on the near side, Rack Lobo. Up against Willis. Now swings up top for Johnson. Johnson holding it. Facing tight defense, he works it back out to Harper. Harper up top. Eight to shoot for Ron Harper Jr. Swings far side, Yaboa. Thought about the shot, holding it on the far wing. Yaboa drives in on the far baseline, spins around, goes over Kalsher, and the turnaround jumper short from the far baseline. Yeah, shot clock expiring, just trying to get up any shot. 8-2 Minnesota lead, two and a half minutes played in the first half. Demir gets it on the far side for Kalsher. Entry pass Demir, kick out Willis, open corner three off the front rim. Rebound comes out to McConnell and he'll pull it up for the Scarlet Knights. Goes on the far side for Mathis, now back out for McConnell. Swings it over on the near wing for Harper. He moves it far court for far wing for McConnell. McConnell up top, goes far side Mathis. Mathis drives into the paint. Goes up for the lane and it's blocked away by Kausler. Willis tried to save it out of bounds, but ref says it goes out on the baseline and Rutgers will inbound with 11 to shoot, no reset. Minnesota's giving them space beyond the arc. Mathis and Yeboa and even Harper, you know, for a good amount, had an open look right away, but they, they pause, they pump fake the three, and then they drive in where they met up by Arturo. I'd, I'd like to see them take some more outside shots. McConnell inbounds near baseline to Harper. Harper on the far elbow. Five to shoot, he has to get a shot off. Hands off to McConnell, leans into a three as the shot clock expires. It's off the front of the rim. And offensive board by McConnell, drives far baseline, reverse layup, doesn't go. Ball is still swatted around and finally picked up by Gabe Kausler, and he'll work it over for Carr on the far side, moving across midcourt. Carr driving in on Mathis, now swings it to Kausler, corner three, he knocks it down. Gabe Kausler with another three ball at 10-2, Minnesota lead. 16.30 16.30 to go, first quarter, first half rather, will step aside. Gophers 10, Scarlet Knights 2 from the rack, don't go anywhere. You'll sing to WRSU FM, New Brunswick, streaming online at WRSU.org. Back here at the rack, 16.30 to go in the first half. Golden Gophers out to a 10-2 run to start this game in front of a sold-out rack. Alongside Randy DiGregorio, I'm Chris Aconis. Rutgers struggling out of the gate offensively. They are 0 for their last eight attempts from the floor. They haven't scored 
in the last two minutes and 40 seconds, Randy. Yeah, Minnesota's done a great job on defense, but not enough can be said about Minnesota's offense. We talk about a tour a lot, but the rest of their four starters are just as good. You know, Gabe Kalsher, he's already has seven of their ten points. He's three for three from the field. He's knocked down a triple. He's perfect so far. He is, you know, when he's open, he can shoot, and he gets that tri that quick trigger to knock down an open shot. And Rutgers, they seem a little antsy. They seem a little nervous. They're like, they're just not fully in sync. On the other end, Minnesota, calm, cool, collected, and they're up eight early. Yeah, and I think really the X factor so far has not been Daniel Oturu, but rather Gabe Kalsher. Eight of the first 11 points, or excuse me, 10 points for Minnesota have come from Kalsher. He's already knocked down two threes. Minnesota four of five from the floor so far in this game. And Kalsher last game against Indiana, a total. He only had six points. He's already surpassed that. And there's 6.30 left in the first half. He was 0 for 7 from beyond the arc. Wastes no time knocking down a three this game. He's showing out a lot better today. Kwasi Boa is going to inbound from the backcourt on the near side of the bucket. Minnesota has three in the backcourt, showing some pressure early on, gets it into Caleb McConnell, moves across the timeline. McConnell guarded by Carr, dribbles on the right side. Bounce pass for Yaboa, tipped out of bounds, and they're going to say it went off Yaboa last. Good defense there from Trey Williams to force the turnover there, and the Gophers get the ball back up eight. Jarvis Omersa inbounds, gets it in from Marcus Carr in the backcourt. And Carr will slow it down, moving across the timeline near the block R. Tight defense from Mathis. Carr dribbles on the right side of Mathis. Now on the far elbow, he swings it for Kalsher. Another three up top off the back of the rim. Long rebound comes all the way out to Carr. He gets it over on the far side. And Oturu tries a long baseline J that doesn't go. Another offensive board by Kalsher, and he throws it right into the hands of Miles Johnson. And the Scarlet Knights pick it up. Connell across half court, works it over far side. Now swings over to Harper near wing. Harper dribbling at the rack logo, now works back to the middle. Swings it on the far side for Caleb McConnell. McConnell has a screen from Johnson, dribbling far wing. Now hands off to Montez Mathis, 10 to shoot. He puts up the three and knocks it down. Montez Mathis knocks down the three ball. That ends a scoring drought. Minnesota up 10 to 5, 15-23 to go, first half. Carr moving across the timeline for the Gophers. Gets it over for Omersa up top. Now back for Carr, guarded by Montez Mathis. Kalsher has it. Now gives over to Williams on the far side. Williams hounded by Johnson. It's not a matchup Rutgers likes. Hands off Omersa. Back out to Trey Williams. His three balls off the mark. Rebound goes to Johnson, and the Scarlet Knights will work it up the floor. Yeah, nice just need to relax. Uh, you know, very early in the game, relax, get a good shot. Yaboa has it far side. Dribbling now gets it back up top for Caleb McConnell. McConnell near side at the rack logo. Now drives on the far baseline, turns around, puts up the elbow jumper, it's short. Tipped an offensive board by Miles Johnson. He works it back out, Harper. Near wing three off the back of the iron, and the rebound goes to the Gophers. Marcus Carr moving it across the timeline, 14.30 to go. First half, 23 on the shot clock. Minnesota up 10-5. Swings near side, Omersa on the wing. Now gets back up top for Marcus Carr. Over on the far side. It's Trey Williams. Kalsher on the far wing, works back up top of Turo. He's going to try the three. It's off the back of the iron, and Yaboa flies in for the rebound. Up ahead for Mathis on the far side. Mathis hands off for Yaboa. Now gets it across court to Ron Harper Jr. Right at the hash mark. Bounce pass to Johnson in the near block. 
Johnson double team kick out. Mathis another three. Knocks it down up top. Montez Mathis with back-to-back threes. 6-0 Scarlet Knight run. Minnesota clinging to a 10-8 lead. 13.48 to go in this first half. And the Rack crowd is feeling it now. Up top it's Omersa driving in on the far side. On Harper Jr. he's tried to go for the steal. Omersa hounded in the far corner. Gets it in for Carr. And he throws it right to Caleb McConnell. McConnell with the steal for Rutgers. And he'll slow down the pace on the near side rack logo near the hash mark. Get a good shot. Yaboa gives for Montez Mathis. Driving in the right lane. He gets it to go. And the foul. Montez Mathis is feeling it now. Driving in in the right alley. Goes up for the lay-in. And he was fouled on the way. How do you like that? Montez Mathis. All 10 of the Scarlet Knight points. He's tied it. We like to say it's someone different each game. And today, so far, it's it's been all Mathis. All Mathis. Last game, Montez Mathis, he didn't have the numbers he wanted. Only four points and three rebounds. But right here, a quick 10. Game is tied at 10. Montez Mathis looking to convert on the end one, and he does. 11-10 Rutgers lead, 9-0 run Montez Mathis. Not even Rutgers, just Montez Mathis. <laughs> Carr looking to respond now for the Gophers. Hands off for Demir up top. Demir hounded, now he gets it off for Trey Williams. Now Marcus Carr has it on the near wing. Carr defended by Jacob Young. Now gets over for Demir on the far side. They're calling a walk on Alihan Demir, and Rutgers gets the ball right back. This is the rack atmosphere that we've been waiting to see in that quick 10-2 run by, Min by Minnesota. We didn't hear much of it, but now they're at full strength. Off the backcourt inbounds, Mulcahy moves it across the timeline for Rutgers. Hands off for Geo Baker, who just checked in. Mathis gets it back from Mulcahy near his side. Drives in the paint, now kicks it out for Young. Young on the far wing, driving to the baseline. Goes up for the lay-in, and he gets it to fall. Rolling off the rim, Jacob Young with his first points of the game. 13-10 Rutgers lead. Young's confidence to get to the rim is unmatched. Demir has it up top, now hands off for Trey Williams driving near wing. Oh, he walked. Oh. No call on the travel. Gets it over on the far side. Demir thought about the three pumps. Now works back up top. Carr has it, now gets it over for Williams. Williams kicks it back out. Carr up top for the three, gets it off the back of the rim. No good. Offensive board, Daniel Oturu goes up for it, and they're going to call a foul. Great pressure from the Scarlet Knights, forcing the ball movement by the Golden Gophers, just hoping for an open shot. They couldn't get it to fall. The rebound secured by Arturo as he does so well and just able to go out and use that body just to draw the foul. Foul is called on Montez Mathis. That's his first of the game. It's also Rutgers' first of the game. It's a one-team foul apiece. Arturo at the line, knocks down the first free throw. Daniel Arturo is a 69.3% free throw shooter. And Ron Harper Jr. checks in for Montez Mathis, who gets an early ovation from this Rutgers crowd. Mathis is red hot. I'm surprised with the Pico move to pull him, but I'm sure Pico knows a lot better than we do. Otura at the line now looking to convert on the second end of two free throws. Rutgers hanging on to a two-point lead, 12-16 to go, first half. And Otura knocks it down to cut the Rutgers lead to one. And Mulcahy will inbound out of the backcourt for Rutgers. Omersha well, in now. Oturu finds his way to the bench. Only for a short amount of time, though. Minnesota needed those free throws to fall. One of their last seven from the floor. 
Now Jacob Young has it for the Scarlet Knights up top. Hands off for Mulcahy. Now he hands off to Geo Baker near the block R. Baker crosses over to his right. Now kicks it out in the far wing. Harper thought about the three, now drives into the paint. Goes up for the jumper, and it's no good from 10 feet out. Off the back of the iron, and Kalsher goes in for the rebound for Minnesota. Willis dribbling on the near wing up against Ron Harper Jr. Drives to the left, pivots in the elbow, looking for someone. He finds a man open, and it's Brian Greenlee. Greenlee near midcourt on the near side. Young went for the steal, and it goes out of bounds. They're going to say last touch, Jacob Young. And Minnesota will hold on, 11 to shoot. No reset when we come back. Rack is getting fired up. 13-12, Rutgers lead. 11.35 to go, first half. Don't go anywhere, you're listening to Rutgers basketball on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Back here at the Rack, 11.35 to go in the first half, coming out of the second media timeout. Scarlet Knights are feeling it in this game. After falling down 10-2 early, they go on an 11-2 run and really just get the crowd back into it right when it looked like they were losing control of the game. But how about Montez Mathis? 10 of the 13 points for the Scarlet Knights so far. As you talk, it's someone different each game. And Mathis is someone that is a role player, and he gets to the basket. He drives to the rim and puts up sometimes questionable shots, but today he's been getting them to fall, but two big threes from beyond the arc is really the staple of what he's done so far today. One a deep three to really get the crowd into it, and another one to, or to, to get right back in it, down, down two, I believe. He, he's just gotten this crowd electric, and as we always talk about, the rack is one of the hardest places to play, not just in the Big Ten, but in the nation. And if that's anything to say to Minnesota, Minnesota has yet to win on the road. They're 0-5 on the road as a part of their 10-2 record. And if there was a time for them to win on the road, it's not the rack. The rack is not the place to do it. And right now, Minnesota down one and still very early. But if there's something to think about, they have yet to win on the road. Willis inbounds from the near baseline. Gets it in for Demir for the Gophers. Step back. Jay is off the mark from the near baseline, and Mulcahy flies in for the rebound for Rutgers. Swings on the far side for Baker. Baker against Kalsher gets back up top. Mulcahy turns his back to the bucket at the free throw line and works his way back out to midcourt with 20 to shoot. Mulcahy swings near side for Jacob Young. Young driving in on Greenlee, and they're going to call a foul. Yeah, they're getting it greenly for the foul. Not the smartest of fouls, but just tried to prevent him from getting an open layup in the basket. Mulcahy does a great job of driving and passing, but he doesn't always finish that well. He usually likes to give it up at the last second. He's got to do a better job of just attacking the rim and gaining that confidence. Young takes the inbound from Mulcahy on the near side and works back to the block R. Now splits two defenders, driving to the rim and throws down a two-handed jam. Jacob Young with a major rack attack. 15-12, Rutgers lead. 10.57 to go, first half. Willis has it up top for the Gophers, and we get a whistle now. And they're going to call a foul off the ball on Geo Baker. That's the second team foul of the game for Rutgers, and the first team foul, or rather the first individual foul for Geo Baker. Willis inbounds near baseline, gets it in for Oturu up top. 17 to shoot, hands it off for Carr on the far side. Carr crossing over on Jacob Young. Now swings it far wing, Kalsler. Kalsler steps into a long two from the elbow, and it's an air ball. 
Mulcahy with the rebound, moving quickly across the timeline for Rutgers. Mulcahy gives near wing for Young. Entry pass to Johnson in the low block. Johnson backing down on Turu, scoops it off the glass and in. Miles Johnson with his first points of the game, 17-12 Rutgers lead. Gophers looking to respond. Moving across half court, it's Marcus Carr. Young went for the steal, couldn't get it. Now gets it in for Demir up top. Willis gives near side for Carr. Bounce pass to Arturo on the near block. Arturo backing down on Miles Johnson. Turn around. Hook shot is off the front of the rim. No good. Mulcahy has the rebound. Moving it across for Rutgers. Young has it near wing. Now crosses over and works back up top. Mulcahy on the right wing. Okay, hands off for Young. Young works it back to the middle. And he'll slow it down with 15 to shoot. Off a screen for Johnson. Now spins in the lane. Goes up for... Look to kick it out for Ron Harper Jr. Got tipped on the way out by Demir, and Rutgers will inbound it from the baseline with 12 to shoot, no reset. Rutgers is doing a good job with their man defense. They're getting a feel of how these players play, and if it's to any advantage for the Scarlet Knights that Minnesota plays the same guys for the majority of the game, you get used to how they play, and you get used to know, and it's a better feel than rather just switching it up. Inbound to Baker all the way out of midcourt from the far corner. Bobble in his hands and able to get it with five to shoot. Screen from Johnson, Baker, up top, crosses over, crosses over to his right, pulls up for the J, and it's off the front of the rim. Offensive board, Miles Johnson works it back out to Mulcahy, and it'll reset to 20. Mulcahy in midcourt directing traffic. Up against Peyton Willis, tight defense near midcourt. Mulcahy drives right alley, drives into the paint, now kicks it back out, Yabo up top, four to shoot, open three, doesn't go. It's tipped by Oturu, and it goes out of bounds. Bounced around two or three different guys. Goes out of bounds on the baseline, and Rutgers will keep possession. And the shot clock reset after that missed shot, so they have a full 20 seconds. Off the inbound, Young, a far wing triple. Off the back of the rim. Tipped by Yabo. Offensive board, Paul Mulcahy on the far baseline. Okay, backing down on the far baseline, 15 feet from the back bucket. Turns around, goes for the floater, gets it to go. Right on the edge of the restricted area. Paul Mulcahy, the freshman. Working it on the inside, 19-12, Rutgers lead. 6-0 run in the last two minutes. 8.50 to go, first half. Carr has it up top for the Gophers. Tight defense from Young. Now Johnson switches on him on the far wing. Works back up top, Otur. Open three ball off the back of the rim. And Young comes in with the rebound for the Scarlet Knights. Young moving across the timeline now, driving in the far alley. And he gets a lane to go, but they're gonna call a walk or excuse they, me, a foul on no. Montez Mathis. Well, one of the refs signaled foul, and the other ref signaled carry. When yeah. I saw the play live, I my first thought was travel. But they, the PA announcer did say it's a foul on Montez Mathis. And that'll be his second foul. So that'll be something to keep an eye on until we approach eight and a half minutes to go in the opening half. Demir has it on the far side, hands off for Willis. Gets it on the near wing for Carr. Tight defense from Johnson coming all the way out to midcourt. Now swings to Willis. Open near wing three, and that rims out. And the rebound comes to Montez Mathis, and he'll hand off to Cale McConnell. McConnell for Mathis on the far side, up against Kalschler. Mathis holds, now hands off for Yabo on the far side. Yabo crossing over and works back at midcourt to Paul Mulcahy. Mulcahy against Willis in midcourt, 14 to shoot. Dribbling at the logo, now gets it over for Yabo on the far side. He hands off to Mathis. Mathis up against Kalser, turns around, kicks out. Yabo a corner three. That's too strong. Rebound comes out to Kalser on the near baseline, and he'll work it over for Marcus Carr. Carr for Kalser. Willis left corner three, knocks it down. 
If you leave Willis open enough, he's gonna knock them down. Willis, those last couple of attempts have been wide open. Rutgers leads 19 to 15, 7.29 to go in the first half. Okay, crossing over at midcourt for Rutgers. Now works it over on the near side. Entry pass to Johnson on the near block. Facing the basket up against Daniel Oturu. Now turns his back to the basket. Goes up for the floater from 10 feet out. It's off the rim, but they're gonna get Oturu for the foul. And with that, we are going to step aside. 7.13 to go in this first half. Rutgers hanging on to a 19-15 lead. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Rutgers Men's Basketball on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Rutgers hanging on to a four-point lead. You know, I said it coming out of the last time out. Sorry to game. Minnesota started the game on a 10-2 run. Since then, it's a 17-5. Yep, my math is correct. 17-5 Scarlet Knight run. Yeah, Minnesota's been cold, but they're not going to be cold forever. You saw Willis just knock down a triple right there, right before the timeout. You know, Minnesota is a good team. They're not going to be so cold where you can just get every defensive rebound after every miss. They're going to start knocking down shots. And, you know, Rutgers just has to keep scoring, keep a relaxed pace, and just keep with this lead. Miles Johnson shooting two at the line coming out of this break. And the first one goes down. Miles Johnson, you could say he's not exactly the best free throw shooter, <laughs> shooting at a 36.8% clip. But he make, knocks down the first free throw, extends the lead to five. Now gets ready for the second. Off the back of the rim, off the front of the rim, and an offensive board by Paul Mulcahy. He'll work it back out to Montez Mathis. He and was doing that on purpose. Mulcahy gets it back in midcourt. Dribbling up against Carr, now has a screen from Johnson. Okay, gets it in for Johnson in the post, and the turnaround floater is off the front of the rim. Carr moving across midcourt for the Gophers. Tight defense from Mathis, who's hounding him despite being on two fouls. Now gets it in for Omersa at the top. Omersa handed off to Kausler, and they're going to call an offensive foul. And that'll be on Jarvis Omersa, and the Scarlet Knights get the ball back up five. Rutgers again bringing the pressure. And they're letting it be known as soon as the Gophers cross half court, they are right up there to meet them. Harper inbounds to Jacob Young, and the Scarlet Knights will get it out of the backcourt. Young hands off for Mathis, who hands off for McConnell up top. That gets it in high elbow for Shaq Carter. Harper gets it on the far wing. McConnell for three, yes! Kayla McConnell knocks down a wide open triple from the far wing. 23-15, Rutgers lead, 6-18 to go in the first half. Carr looking to respond for Minnesota, moving across the tight line, tight defense for Mathis. Gets off for Omersa, now up top Willis, over on the far side for Marcus Carr. Carr splits two defenders, drives far alley, guarded by McConnell. Works back up top for Kalsler. Kalsler has eight to shoot. Over for Willis on the near wing. Willis, five to shoot, crosses over, spin move. Jumper from the free throw line off the back of the rim. Tipped by Omersa off the hands of McConnell. And they're going to say it stays with Minnesota. The pressure, you can't say enough. You know, Minnesota, they, they came out calm, cool, and collected, just getting shot after shot off. But now Rutgers is in their face everywhere they go. Carr inbounds on the near baseline. Gets over for Willis and now back up top for Oturu. 
Carr has on a near wing double team. Back up top, Oturu. Oturu finds Willis. Far wing three, knocks it down. That was Mathis on the missed assignment on the last three. It was Yaboa. Someone has to stay in his face. Rutgers hanging on 23-18 lead, five and a half minutes to go. Young has it up top. Gets over for McConnell. Almost lost it. Recovers at midcourt. Now bounce pass for Mathis on the far elbow. Gets it in for Harper. Reverse lay-in goes. Ron Harper Jr. with the reverse lay-in. 25-18 Rutgers lead. Rutgers up seven now. It's Marcus Carr at midcourt. Guarded by Jacob Young. Young going for the steal. He's been aggressive on defense all afternoon. Carr driving in the alley. Now he hands off for Omersa. In the paint, he gets the lay-in to go. Omersa with the comeback bucket. Now Rutgers looking to respond. It's Young in transition off the front of the rim. Offensive board, Caleb McConnell. McConnell tight defense. Goes up for the second attempt. It's off the back of the rim. Tipped and won again by McConnell. Almost loses it on the baseline. He's double teamed. Gets it back up top for Ron Harper Jr. At the charity stripe, he hands off for Montez Mathis on the far elbow. Up top for Ron Harper Jr. McConnell at midcourt, seven to shoot. McConnell drives on the right alley. On the wing, he pulls up for three. Knocks it down. Kayla McConnell with the three ball. 28-20, Scarlet Knight lead. That's their largest lead of the afternoon. As we approach four minutes ago in this first half, Carr trying to get it across midcourt, and he just does. Jacob Young has been hounding him at the start of every possession. Now gets it over for Omerso on the far side. Blows past Harper, goes to the bucket, and off glass and off the front of the rim. But Omerso was fouled on the way up, and he'll have the opportunity to shoot two. First foul of the game for Ron Harper Jr. Third team foul for the Scarlet Knights. And Jarvis Omerso will head to the line. 6'6", sophomore out of Orono, Minnesota, shooting just 57% from the stripe this year. First one rims out. You could tell that the crowd is getting to them, Randy, especially when it comes to shooting. Just 7 of 19 from the floor are the Gophers. Well, the crowd gets into the head of every opponent. Minnesota is not an exception. The, the way it's funneled, as we keep mentioning, is just so hard to play here. Omerso gets set for the second attempt, and that one rims out too. 0 for 2, the rebound bounces off of Carter's hands, and it's scooped up by Baker, who works at cross court for Paul Mulcahy. Mulcahy slows the pace now up top, 20 to shoot. Okay, crossing over on Willis. Now gets it in on the far baseline for Carter. Carter backing down on Omersa. Goes up for the floater and gets it to go. Shaq Carter with his first points of the game. Rutgers has a 30-20 lead over the Gophers. Willis has it now, gets over for Demir up top. Willis gets it back from Demir, and now hands off for Carr in the near wing. Gophers looking to respond three and a half minutes ago. Carr works over for Willis, near wing three ball. That goes off the front of the rim, but Omersa throws down the putback with two hands. Willis again open, Mulcahy couldn't get to him in time. I, I, you know, there's not a single person that's been set on Willis, but every time he's beyond the arc, he is open. They need to prevent him. Four points for Jarvis Omersa off the bench. Now Geo Baker has it up top for Rutgers. Hands off for Young. Young at the free throw line. Now dribbles back out behind the perimeter. Young up top with 14 to shoot. Works it over on the far side for Geo Baker. Baker up against Kausler. Now it's bounce pass Harper. Near wing three off the back of the iron. And it's rebounded by Carr. Marcus Carr working it for the Gophers across the timeline. Gets it for Kausler. That's a near wing three. And that's off the rim. Put back tip. No good from Omersa. And Mulcahy comes in for the rebound. 
Up ahead for Jacob Young on the far side. Drives in on the baseline and looks like they're gonna call that a walk on Jacob Young. That's what it looked like yeah. to me. And that will take us to our next media timeout. Two and a half minutes to go in the first half. Rutgers up eight, 30 to 22 from a sold out rack. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Rutgers men's basketball on WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Rutgers leading by eight alongside Randy DiGregorio. I'm Chris Akotis, and what a fun first half it's been for the Scarlet Knights. And, you know, you talked before the game, Rutgers didn't really crash the offensive glass in their last game against Indiana. They have 15 offensive rebounds out of 28 total. I mean, that's night and day from their last game. The last game in the entire game, they only had five offensive rebounds. Now, granted, they won. And as Pike of course, mentioned that, hey, if we hit our shots, we're not going to need to rebound offensively. But it just shows that even if they have a, you know, a monster like Oturu down low, you know, you got guys even like Mokei, who isn't the, the tallest guy on the, the court, getting those offensive rebounds to get those second-chance tip-ins. And that's a big reason why Rutgers is up eight. You know, their second-chance points, Rutgers has seven of them. So, you know, you factor that in, it's a, it's a nice big difference. And we're still only in the first half. Couldn't have said it better myself, Randy. Minnesota has looked completely without answers as Rutgers has gone on a 28-12 run. And that's scary because, you know, Minnesota doesn't really have any players on the bench that they can use. They're going to have to stick with what they got. And if Rutgers knows how to defend them well and they get used to it, what they do, it's going to be a big problem for the Gophers going forward. Demir inbounds off of the reset. From the backcourt on the near side, on the far side. Now he works it in for Marcus Carr up top. Carr near midcourt, driving in on Mathis, dribbling on the near wing. Entry pass for Oturu. 12 feet from the bucket, backing down on Johnson. Oturu double teamed by Mathis. Turnaround hook shot doesn't go. Second tip doesn't go. Ball's loose on the near baseline. Johnson throws it off of Oturu's leg. But they're going to say last touch, Miles Johnson. They're going to say Johnson's foot was on the baseline before he attempted to do the jump out of bounds and throw it off the defender. Johnson thought he had a good play, but the ref was right there and said, nope, you stepped out. So Willis will inbound from the near corner for Minnesota, guarded by McConnell. Inbound goes to Oturu on the near wing. Oturu hands off to Marcus Carr, guarded by Montez Mathis. Carr swings for Willis on the near wing. Kicks it back out, Carr. Open three. Rims off and goes right to Paul Mulcahy with yet another rebound for the Scarlet Knights. Gets it up ahead for McConnell on the near wing. Works back to Mulcahy who directs traffic in midcourt. Mulcahy's got six boards already. Baker dribbling in midcourt up against Marcus Carr. Now hands off to Mulcahy. Mulcahy hands off to Mathis. Mathis driving right alley. Goes up for the floater. Doesn't go. And the rebound comes to Alejandro Demir. Marcus Carr on the arc. He goes back over on the far wing. And Peyton Willis knocks down the three. Again, Mulcahy late on the assignment. He knew it as soon as he released it. He said, man, I, I got to get back there. Willis, give him credit, though. He's been getting open. It's not just like they're letting him shoot. Rutgers leads 30-25, minute 10 to go in this first half. Caleb McConnell has it up top. Miles Johnson on the near wing, 12 to shoot. Johnson gets it back for McConnell. McConnell crossing over in the elbow. Entry pass. For Johnson. Johnson turns around, goes up for the hook shot. It's blocked by Oturu. Three to shoot. Johnson kicks it out. Baker open three. 
rims out. But they're going to say a foul on Marcus Carr. Baker had some space when he went up for the three. Carr closed in on him, and after he released the shot, Carr knocked down Baker, and Geo Baker will go to the line for three free throws. Refs will go over to the, the monitors and just double-check everything to make sure, you know, the timing's right, you know, if it was a three or not. He was pretty deep. I'm sure it was a three, but just, you know, a couple of clarifications. But Knights up five, and if it stands, Knights have a chance to go up eight with under a minute left in this first half. And, you know, that's just a backbreaker for Minnesota because they forced Johnson into an uncomfortable position. He had three to shoot. He threw up a prayer of a kick out to Geo Baker, and Baker missed the three, even though he had some space. But, you know, giving Geo Baker, one of the better free throw shooters on this Rutgers team, three opportunities at the line, you know, that's not what you want out of those kinds of possessions. Baker's first free throw is good. Geo Baker, 82.8 free throw, 82.8% free throw shooter. You could say he's the most reliable one on the team. Second one rims out, though. Curse of the announcer, Randy. <laughs> That's what we like to call that. Yeah, you like to say he's going to knock it down, and then as soon as you say, you know, he hasn't missed. He hasn't missed yet. Then they miss right away. I'm going to shut my mouth as Baker <laughs> hits the second. Two of three from the line for Geo Baker. A 32-25 to 25 Rutgers lead. 52 seconds to go in this first half. Could be the final possession of the half from Minnesota. Carr working it over on the far side. Now hands off for Peyton Willis. Willis double team gets it over for Oturu up top. Oturu up against Johnson. Pulls up from the charity stripe. The jumper is too strong. Off the back of the iron. And McConnell will come with the rebound. And Baker will slow the pace. Two second differential between shot and game clock. 22 to shoot. 23 in the half. Baker dribbling out the clock near the block R. Baker still dribbling. Now advances towards the perimeter. Baker crosses over. Baker drives left alley. Goes up for the bank shot. Off the front of the rim. No. Offensive board. Put back. And one. Caleb McConnell. How about it? 34-25. Rutgers lead. 4.1. That's in the first half. A, that's a perfect setup from Gio Baker. You want to drain out the clock, but not so much where you can't get a second chance look. He waited until it was about eight seconds, then drove a tough layup, but right there, Caleb McConnell, as he does so well, secures the rebound, a nice open layup, and a poor foul from the Gophers to give him an extra shot. Now they have a chance to go up double digits right before the half. McConnell has eight points for the Scarlet Knights, second behind Montez Mathis, who has 11. The end one opportunity is off the back of the iron. Willis with one second, hands off for Kalschler. He didn't get the shot off in time. It was an air ball regardless, and the Scarlet Knights will go into the halftime break up 34-25. to 25. And the sold-out crowd at the rack today is loving this. Four quick points right before the half. The Gophers, that's not what you want to set up from a defensive standpoint. They got the two out of three from Baker. And then on the Baker ISO, the offensive board by McConnell. Couldn't get the end one, a chance they could have made it five, even six points. But to go out nine before uh, at halftime is a really strong showing for these Scarlet Knights. Halftime now at the rack, and Rutgers was on top of Minnesota, 64-56, to all thanks to Montez Mathis, who was already in double figures with 11 points on four of six shooting. And right behind him, Caleb McConnell with eight points on three of eight shooting, with seven rebounds to go along with it, but 
Really not much other than McConnell and Mathis. Gio Baker, only two points. He only took one shot. He made it, but you'd like to see him get the ball a little bit more in the second half. And on to the Gophers' side, you know, Peyton Willis, 12 points on four of eight shooting. And Gabe Kalsher, you know, really having a dominant performance in the first half, seven points on three of six shooting. But really, other than them two scoring, you know, not much else from the Gophers. So it seems to be a, a two-on-two battle between these teams, but... You know, right now, Rutgers up eight, and we'll see what happens in the second half. Chris Sikonis brings it back on the other side of this break. You're listening to WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Welcome back to Dancing in the Dark, as we're getting set to relive the second half of Rutgers' win over Minnesota from January 19th. The Scarlet Knights entered the second half against the Gophers up 34-25, to thanks in large part to a defensive effort that left star center Daniel Oturu scoreless at the half. As Randy said before the break, Montez Mathis had an electric first half, leading the Scarlet Knights with 11 points. Here's the second half of Rutgers and Minnesota, right here on WRSU. Welcome back to Piscataway. Halftime here at the Rack for Rutgers men's basketball. They are up against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 34-25. to 25. I'm Randy DiRigorio. Alongside me is my good friend and broadcast partner, Chris Sikonis. And Chris, you know, it seemed to me that when Minnesota went out to a 10-2 run, things were going to be looking a little bit differently at halftime. Yeah, you know, the best analogy I can give for the first three minutes of that game was the Penn State game. Beginning of the Penn State game, Rutgers were completely out of sorts. Steve Peichel was basically bumbling to himself on the bench at the first timeout. But, you know, Rutgers has come back and have completely dominated the last 17 minutes of that first half. And, you know, you look at the box score, the biggest thing that stands out is Daniel Oturu, you know, the guy who's putting up 20, 25 points a night. He hasn't scored a single point from the floor, just two points from the charity stripe. But they've completely limited Daniel Oturu. And so much of the credit for that has to go to Miles Johnson. Hasn't had the best day offensively, but he's got five offensive boards, six boards total. And Rutgers has been crashing the offensive glass, getting those second chance opportunities. They have nine more shot attempts from the floor than Minnesota does. And when you win that second chance points battle and that offensive rebounding battle, more often than not, you're going to find yourself on the right end of the scoreboard. That's exactly what's happening in this game. Rutgers is up nine. The crowd is loving it. I'm loving it. it, and, you know, I, I, I keep coming back to the rack as an atmosphere. When this building is packed, it is unlike anything else in college basketball, and it does have an effect on how opposing teams play. Minnesota had some open looks in that first half that if they were at the Williams Arena in Minneapolis, they probably would have knocked them down. But because you've got 8,000 screaming Rutgers fans surrounding you all over, the noise reverberating, we could barely talk to each other if it weren't for our microphones, of course. But, you know, that's just what Rutgers is relying on right now. Their home court advantage and really tough, hard-nosed basketball. It's kind of basketball Steve Peichel likes to play. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're of course we're biased because we're from Rutgers. We like to say that the atmosphere is unmatched. But we've traveled. We've been to other Big Ten arenas, to other sellout games. You know, the Breslin Center, you know, out in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's, it, it's just not the same, even though they have, you know, more people in their crowd, even if it's a sellout, it's just the way the sound funnels here at the Rack, you can't get enough saying how much it does to opposing teams. And the Knights, of course, 12-0 at home. They're, only, they're one of only four teams in the nation to say they're undefeated 
on their home court. And as you mentioned, Miles Johnson has really made his presence felt on the offensive glass. He's got five boards offensively, six total. He is wearing a back brace during warm-ups, getting ready for the second half. He looks to be fine, though. I'm sure he's going to be right back out there onto the court. But Rutgers, you know, as you mentioned, they started off to a slow start. But you have to give credit to Coach Steve Peichel. Peichel now in his fourth season with Rutgers and his 15th season overall. And a win today would mark Steve Peichel's career win number 250. So he has 249 under his belt. You like to say he knows what he's doing. He knows when to pull people. He knows what to say to his team. And it seemed like as soon as that timeout, once they were down 10-2, it must have been something that he said because right back, you know, Montez Mathis had so many buckets, two quick threes, and they were right back on top before Minnesota can get another basket. Yeah, Randy, you said it perfectly. And the other thing about, you know, you talk about where this program was four years ago in the bowels of the Ken Palm rankings, completely outclassed by their Big Ten peers. Steve Peichel has built a culture here, and he's developed talent. He's done all the things that Rutgers fans were hoping and expecting him to do. And if he gets a win here, not only will it get him win number 250 in his career, it also get him up to 500 at Rutgers, which is not inconsequential considering how much talent was lacking at the beginning of his tenure. Rutgers right now under Ken Palm, they're ranked 28 of, of the NCAA net ranking. They're 22. A win today is borderline calls for a ranking number. They have received votes last week. They weren't able to crack the top 25. But we're all saying a nice, you know, decently sized win here could maybe crack the rankings for the first time in over 40 years. The last time was in the 78-79 season. Rutgers has not once been ranked since. They're looking to do so here today. If not today, maybe if they go out to Iowa and get the job done there, it, it all plays out. They have the 10th hardest remaining schedule in the nation, so it's not an easy task for them to win out going forward, but their momentum ranked third. So they got a lot going on their side. Of course, home court advantage as we get set First second half action to be Mathis inbounding for the Scarlet Knights around midcourt. And the inbound is underway. Mathis, McConnell, Johnson, Yeboa, and Harper Jr. in as the ball goes to Yeboa. Now back up top to Miles Johnson. Back to Yeboa, far side now. Inside entry pass to Ron Harper Jr. in the low block. Spin move, fadeaway jumper, no good. Tough shot. Offensive rebound by Miles Johnson. And they're going to get an offensive foul on Johnson. And it'll go the Gophers' way. 19.46 left to play here in this second half. Knights up 34 to 25. And to inbound for the Golden Gophers, it's Marcus Carr. You got Marcus Carr, Demir, Kalsher, Willis, and Oturu for the Gophers going left to right. Willis now on the near side. Gives it right back up top to Daniel Oturu. Oturu guarded by Johnson. Directing traffic, looking for someone to be open. Now finds Marcus Carr up top. Marcus Carr. Near the free throw line. Back out to Kalsher, near side. Pump fakes, drives in, lost it. Johnson comes away with it. Over to Mathis. Mathis, over to Yeboah. Yeboah, inside, tough layup, no good, but a foul called. Just to throw up a shot to get the foul called, and he'll be going to the line for two. Nice awareness there by Yeboah. As soon as he got that entry feed into the paint, he knew he was going to get fouled. They were on a collision course. Smart move there to throw up a prayer and draw the shooting foul. Now Quasi Yeboah. Going to go to the line. 71.8% shooter this year from the charity stripe. Yuboa has no points today, looking for his first and second. First shot is up and good. Knights up now 10, 35 to 25. 
Yeboah set. Bends at the knees, second free throw, too short off the front iron. Demir comes away with it. Now hands it over to Marcus Carr. Carr, one of the best assist players in the game. Now hands up to Demir. Demir back up top to Willis. Willis over to Carr on the far side. Carr bothered by Montez Mathis, now picked up by Johnson. Carr, far side finds Willis. Willis back up to Carr near the free throw line. Corner for Demir, his three-pointer, too short. Rebound, Miles uh, Johnson. Johnson now over to Ron Harper Jr. And Jr. now over to the near side. Jr. met up by Demir, now goes back up top to Kayla McConnell. McConnell between the circles, met up by Marcus Carr. Now inside to Yeboah. Yeboah now on the low block finds Harper Jr. Tough layup, no good. Rebound is tipped for, and it comes away the Gophers. Carr with it now. Carr, top of the key, finds Oturu. Oturo, corner now for Demir, far side. Now drives baseline, pump fakes, reverse layup, no good. Rebound is Johnson once again. And Johnson will hand it up for Kayla McConnell. McConnell putting his finger to the air, calling out a play to direct traffic. 18 minutes left to play, Knights still up 10. McConnell finds Harper Jr. up top, now inside to Yeboah, and the rest going to say no shot. Looks like they're going to get a foul on the Gophers. Yeah, and again, it's Yeboah drawing the foul in the paint. Wasn't able to get the shot off there. They called it on the floor. And now Trey Williams to check in for Marcus Carr. McConnell, the inbound under his own basket, and he's looked at in the face by Trey Williams. Now inbound corner for Yeboah. Now back up top to Miles Johnson. Johnson fakes the handoff. Now drives all the way in. Tough layup, no good. He was fouled, and he's going to get to go to the line for a pair. Yeah, Rutgers has done a great job of drawing fouls. That's now the third team foul in Minnesota in the half, and we've only been playing for two minutes and eight seconds, so Rutgers trying to really get guys in foul trouble there. If they can get Oturu off the floor, uh, you know, that would really be the nail in the coffin for the Gophers. Well, if I'm Rutgers, I want Oturu to stay on the floor. He's been so cold. Only two points so far. Johnson, first shot. It's good off the back iron. Wasn't the prettiest of shots, but it gets it to go. And if you're the Gophers and you see Johnson coming at the rim, the best bet is to foul him. Only a 37% free throw shooter. You got a better chance of sending him to line and making him earn his, sh his shots. Second shot, up and good. Johnson makes the Knights up 12. Three of four from the charity stripe today. Miles Johnson has been converting when they need him to. Now Willis with it for the Gophers. Handoff to Kalsher. Kalsher up top. We'll give it to Trey Williams. Williams near side finds Willis. Willis up top. Student section to their feet. Now over to Demir. Demir thought about a three. Now drives in. is stripped. Yeboah has it. Over to Ron Harper Jr. Jr. inside. And he slams it home. Ron Harper Jr. throws it down. And the rack is to their feet. Skipper Richard Patino has seen enough. He's called a timeout. Knights up 14, it's their largest lead of the day. 39 to 25, we'll step aside. You're listening to WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Rutgers up big, 39 to 25, 17, 26 left to play in this second half. Before the half, Ron Harper Jr. just threw it down to go up 14. 
Richard Pitino in his seventh season with the Gophers said, we need to stop this run and we need to do it now. The Golden Gophers have been ice cold from their main sharpshooters, Daniel Oturo, the big man who is second in the Big Ten in scoring, has only two points. He's 0 of 6 from the field, including 0 of 2 from beyond the arc. His only two points were from the free throw line. You know, Demir, zero points. Trey Williams, zero points. Kalsher, he had seven points early, a part of that 10-2 run, but since then, nothing. Rutgers yeah. has figured them out. As we get back underway, the Gophers will inbound. They'll have to go the length of the court, and he's immediately double-teamed by Mathis Harper Jr. The ball is tipped away, and Carr comes away with it, close to a 10-second second mark, but they get it away. Now it's Omersha with it. Omersha out to Williams, his three-pointer, no good, too short. Mathis comes away with the rebound, and for the Scarlet Knights going right to left, they will draw the offense. McConnell with it, cross half court. He's met up by Marcus Carr. McConnell inside to Yabo, and the ball goes out of bounds. They're going to get a push off, it looks like, on Trey Williams. Just waiting on a final call here from the ref. Oh, they're going to get Yaboa. So the ref signal number one, but Trey Williams and Yaboa are both number one. Uh, crowd, of course, doesn't like that. And so it'll be Omersha with a fresh shot clock. will redo it, and they'll have to go the length of the court as he inbounds under the scarlet basket. Inbound goes to Marcus Carr, but only a foot away. Now finds Gabe Kalsher as Kalsher will bring it up for the Gophers going left to right. Kalsher met up by Ron Harper Jr. as he gives it up to the near side to Daniel Oturu. Oturu met up by Johnson, now near the free throw line, kicks it back out to Williams. Williams now up top to Oturu. Oturu drives in, tough layup, and he gets it to go. Oturu with his first points from the field, and it's 39-27. to 27. It only took him 24 minutes to get his first points from the field. That's how good Rutgers has been at defending the interior and limiting good looks. Now inside entry pass to Yaboa. Yaboa layup, it's good. A quasi Yaboa answers right back. It's 41-27, to 27, as you mentioned. Oturu is someone who averages 20 points a game. Now Carr with it, up top, now drives in, he's double teamed, tough layup, no good, and the ball is gonna be out of bounds, and it's gonna go, it's gonna go the Minnesota way. Crowd and myself don't agree. Everything goes the Scarlet Knights way. They're gonna show it on the Jumbotron, and ooh, it looked like Minnesota clearly tipped it out of bounds. Gotta go to the monitors here, Randy. Yeah, have to, this is, this is a big call. Every call is a big call. Nope, not gonna do it. Peichel screaming at the ref to, to at least go to the monitors, and the ref's just shaking his head, no. So off the inbound, it's Omersha up top, handoff to Oturu. Oturu gives it right over to Trey Williams near side. Now the pass is intercepted and kicked out of bounds by Yaboa, so the Gophers will reset. We'll keep it here as a timeout is called. 15.54 left to play. The crowd's still not happy about the previous calls. Knights up 41 to 27. Now, if you look at the remaining schedule for the Scarlet Knights, we say they have the 10th hardest. But Minnesota also has a tough schedule going their way as well. They're going to go out for the next game to Ohio State. This is their first of three games on the road. And as we mentioned before, they are 0-5 on the road. So if the things shake out the way they have been, they can be looking at an 0-8 spell on the road in the next three games. As for the Knights, the Knights also go onto the road to face Iowa. And of course, if you remember last year, Iowa, when they came to the rack, was able to knock off the Knights with a last-second banked corner three-pointer by Joe Wieskamp. But the Knights didn't finish, you know, got their revenge when they went out to Iowa. 
they got the best of the Hawkeyes on their senior day. So when they go back out there for their first meeting of the year, you like to see that Rutgers is going to use this momentum, hopefully from a win today, to push them forward to the remaining schedule. Rutgers right now stands third in the Big Ten. Minnesota, fifth. In between them at fourth place is Wisconsin. And, of course, the top two are Michigan State and Illinois. Both teams have done pretty decently well in conference. Of course, Michigan State was 6-0 before they lost to Purdue. That made them 6-1 to get them their best. But they're traveling to Indiana on Thursday, which is another hard, hard game to play. You know, a lot of these games, Michigan State, Illinois, Rutgers, and Minnesota all have their next games on the road. The only home game is Wisconsin, and they face off Nebraska. So, Chris, a lot of things are going to be shaken out, but nothing is set in stone after today. No, not at all. And, you know, you talk about the road games. You know, Rutgers has a schedule stacked. They have a bunch of home games in January. Then they're playing three of their last four regular season games in Big Ten play on the road. They've got three really tough opponents. They've got Ohio State on the road on, I believe, the 12th. Then at the end of the month, they got back-to-back -back at Wisconsin and at Penn State. Those are three really tough places to go on the road and play. Then, of course, they've got a trip down to Purdue. And that'll close out the regular season before we head into the Big Ten tournament. So, The Knights just, you know, their mindset is take it one game at a time. You know, last week or a few weeks ago, they wanted to get ranked. They wanted to get ranked after the Penn State game. But everyone's like, no. Your focus is Illinois. You know, they went out to Illinois. They only lost by three. They couldn't get it done in the closing minutes. But they came right back home, and they knocked off Indiana. And they're still, they started receiving votes. They wanted to get ranked. But, again, the focus is, no, 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 don't worry about the votes. Don't worry about our ranking. Our next matchup is Minnesota, and that is our main focus. And that kind of goes for the Scarlet Knight mindset. I'll have you know they received eight votes in the poll this week. Awesome. They won't put any respect on our name, though. They won't. But I'll tell you something. They're up 14 against Minnesota at home. They can close out this game strong. They will be ranked. Mark my words when the next poll comes out. Gophers to inbound on their own side. It's Willis on the sideline. He gets it into Marcus Carr. Carr met up by Jacob Young. Now finds O'Marsha on the far wing. Thought about a three. Now gives it to Oturo. He'll try a triple, and he'll get it to go. Oturo now with his first couple of points. Knights still up 11, 41 to 30 with 15 and a half left to play. And Mulcahy will run the offense on the far side for the Scarlet Knights. Mulcahy up against Gomersha, goes to work. Tough floater, good. Paul Mulcahy gets it to go with a soft touch, and it's 43 to 30. Gophers with it now. Near side, it's Omersha. Hand off to Willis. Willis up top, bothered by Geo Baker. Now back up top to Trey Williams. Williams, low block, double team, tough layup, no good. Ball tipped. It's Oturu with it. And he's fouled before he can put up a shot, and he'll go to the line. And Oturo, just a big body, a dominant man down low. And if you get anywhere near him, he is going to make you pay. In the first half, it didn't look like it. But now in the second half, he looks like he's been regrouped and ready to go. As we mentioned, Minnesota likes to play their starting five so much as the crowd looks at that replay and doesn't know if that's a foul or not. But in any event, Oturo's first shot is up and good, 43-31. to 31. You like to think that maybe Oturo was getting a little tired. He played pretty much the entire first half. And, you know, the dominant player he is, you knew, you just need a rest. And at halftime served to be a small rest as he misses his second ball tipped away. And the Gopher is retracted. It's Willis. Now gives it back up top to Carr. Carr almost had a strip by Baker. Now finds Willis in the near corner. Willis up top to Oturo. Guarded by Shaq Carter. Now inside to Trey Williams. Williams open layup. It's good. 
Oh, and they're going to get an offensive foul. Late call by the refs. The crowd stood up and was all pushing their foot forward and say, where is it, where is it, where is it? Didn't look like they were going to call. It looked like Williams had a wide open layup, but in any event, they finally get the call. Now the ref's over to the scorer's table. And we're going to wait and figure out exactly what this call is. Johnson looks to have a tissue up his nose. I think he has a maybe a bloody nose. He's headed off into the locker room, hopefully just for a short amount of time. So while the refs go to the scorer's table, we're going to get a look on the jumbotron to see exactly what happened. Now the inside pass to Trey Williams looked like he was wide open. Uh, I got to be honest, I don't see the offensive foul there. Mulcahy hit the deck, but it looks like he just tripped over Omersha. Omersha immediately puts his hands to his head. He's like, are you kidding me? So a signal from the ref is no basket. Really? Wow. Because I didn't, I know they reversed it. They said offensive foul at first. I'm, I didn't see an didn't, offensive foul. But I, I didn't see it either, but hey, you know, we'll take I'll take it. the extra possession. So Knights will go full court. It'll be Mulcahy, as he always does, inbounding for the Scarlet Knights, and he'll hand off to Jacob Young. Those are back underway. 43 to 31, under 15 left to play here at the rack. Young with it now. Met up by Marcus Carr, near side. Inside pass to Miles Johnson. Johnson, post move against Oturo. Uses that big body. Now pivots, and the ref's going to say no basket, and they're going to get a push off on Daniel Oturo. Again, getting, trying to get Oturo into foul trouble. That's only his second, so they have a ways to go, but every foul is crucial in this second half. Mulcahy to inbound under their own basket, finds Jacob Young far side. Young now drives in near the free throw line, now back out between the circles. Young uses the screen from Johnson, now far side finds Mulcahy. Mulcahy takes a pass, now drives in, six to shoot. Tough reverse lab, no good. They're going to say no basket foul before the shot. So Rutgers again drawing another foul on the offense. And they'll inbound below their own basket. 20 seconds on the shot clock as Ron Harper Jr. will check in for Montez Mathis. Third foul of the game for Willis. And the sixth team foul for Minnesota just five and a half minutes into the half. You know, if we keep going at this play, that's over a foul a minute. Being the double bonus, be shooting a bunch of free throws to ice this game. Now, Demir in for Trey Williams. Inbound goes to Harper Jr. Now back up top to Jacob Young. Young uses the screen from Johnson, drives in. Now in the corner from Okay. He thought about a three, drives in. Tough floater. No good, but he dishes it off to Miles Johnson at the last second. He kind of a little batted away. He said, here, take it. And Johnson with the layup. It's 45 to 31. He faked me out with that one. Now it's Demir with it. Willis now off the handoff. Top of the key. Looking for Marcus Carr on the far side. Now finally gets him. He's met up by Jacob Young. Now over near side to Kalsher. Kalsher in the corner finds Demir. Demir, entry pass to Oturu. Oturu double teamed, and the ball is kicked off a pass from Oturu by Miles Johnson. And it'll remain goal for ball. So on that last play, Mulcahy had a wide open lane. It looked like he was just going to go for his signature scoop layup, but at the last second just touch passed it to Miles Johnson. Johnson, the easy layup. Now off the inbound, Willis on the near side for the Golden Gophers. Oh, and Mulcahy just got hit in the face off the ball by Daniel Oturu, and it's going to go Rutgers ball. Willis just had it dribbling, and all of a sudden you just see Mal Mulcahy just whiplash his head back. Looks like they're going to get Oturu on a push. That has to be the most aggressive off-ball screen I have ever seen. It, it almost looked like Oturu leaned into Mulcahy there 
and kind of gave him a little bit of a shove. Oh. McKay was able to stay on his foot. They're going to get Johnson on the foul? Oh, that's a horrible call. So go for ball, inbound to Willis, okay. It was all very quick, a lot of contact, but you just saw Mulcahy almost hit the deck and you have to think it's a go for foul. Now back up top to Willis. Willis, seven to shoot, guarded by Jacob Young. Now on the far side, finds Carr. Carr, chance for a triple, it's too short. Rebound, Geo Baker. Baker, with his running shoes on, pushes the pace. Now near side, finds Jacob Young. Young, over to the basket. Now in the corner of Mulcahy, back up top to Baker. Baker had a wide open three, drives in, and oh, and he almost slammed it home. And he's fouled on the way as Daniel Latura was right there to meet him. Oh my goodness. We remember that dunk that Gio had against Indiana. This would have you know, been exceeded by 10. Baker leaped from about two steps in from the free throw line. And right was, around the Big Ten logo. Yeah, and was <laughs> trying to go after Oturo. Oturo says, come on, you know who I am. But he's fouled him in any event, so Baker, at least he has a chance to earn two. First shot up, and it's no good. Back iron too strong. Hot take, Randy. He had a wide open three up top. He should have just taken that. Yep, yep, I was ready to call. He had, takes the three. He just drove in and met Oturo at the rim. He couldn't get the dunk to fall, but... Oturo just showing his presence on the defensive side is even though he did foul. Second shot up, no good. So Rutgers come away empty-handed. Oturo with the rebound. 45 to 31, 13 left to play here in this second half. And Oturo crosses midcourt and hands off to Marcus Carr. Carr with it near the free throw line, finds Oturo. Oturo hand off to Kalsher. Kalsher who looked like he walked. Now back up top to Demir. Demir pump takes the three, drives in. Entry pass to Oturo, didn't get there. And it looks like they're going to get a foul down low. You know, people talk about Big Ten teams getting all of the calls at home. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing yeah. this call off of the screen, and now that. Inbound to Kalsher, now back up top to Oturu. And now near side for Demir. Demir, corner for Oturu. He'll try a three. Too short. Rebound RHJ. Hand off to Gio Baker. Baker with it now. Crosses midcourt. He'll slow the place and give it up. Far side to Paul Mulcahy. Mulcahy gets a screen from Johnson, uses it, drives in near the free throw line, looking for someone to be open. Entry pass to Johnson is stripped away by Oturo. Oturo cross court, finds Kalsher. Kalsher all the way to the rim, scoop layup, it's good. A little jelly on that one. And Minnesota is back within 12, 45 to 33. Harper with it, pounding his chest to call out the offense. McConnell looking to check in on the next dead ball. Baker up top, handoff to Mulcahy. Mulcahy now all the way back out, and he'll reset. Just 10 on the shot clock. Harper Jr. gets off the handoff. Now fake the pass, loses the ball. Now in the corner, five to shoot. Harper all the way in, spin move, layup. And it's no good, rimmed out. Rebound Minnesota. It was Kalsher now. Kalsher over to Carr. Carr near side. Carr goes to work, crossover move. Tough layup, no good. Rebound Mulcahy. Mulcahy. Pushes it up court to Jacob Young. Young, all the way to the rim, stops, pulls up, good! Jacob Young puts the Knights up 14, not 47 to 33. The hesitation did it to him as he cleared so much space for an easy floater. Now back up top for the golfers, it's Willis. Crowd to their feet, Carr with it. Double team, met up by Johnson and Young. Corner, Demir, three-pointer. No good, too strong, rebound tipped, and Gopher has it inside to Demir, tipped no good. And a whistle called, and they're gonna get Rutgers, they're gonna get Miles Johnson 
The, the crowd is so loud that I did not even hear the whistle. You just see everyone stop playing. The guys go to their benches. And with that, we'll step aside. 47 to 33, 11.05 left to play in this second half. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Knights up 14, second half action. 11 left to play as Rutgers men's basketball is up against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I'm Randy Rigora alongside me is Chris Sikonis and Chris. Oturo has starting to warm up a little bit, he, but he still only has eight points. And someone like Marcus Carr, who's eighth in the nation in assists per game and second in the Big Ten with 7.2 assists per game, he only has three. You know, so they are, are big the main guys that Rutgers needed to stop and limit, and it looks like they're doing just that. Yeah, and not only that, but we talked about how Rutgers was doing a great job of drawing a lot of fouls earlier in the second half. Willis, Carr, and Oturu each have three fouls to their name. So, you know, those guys are going to have to be careful on defense, especially Oturu in the paint, to not pick up a fourth foul and potentially have to go to the bench. I know Rick, Richard Pitino doesn't really like to go to his bench that much in conference play, but, you know, if any of those guys pick up a fourth foul, you could, you might have no choice. And if that's the case, you know, Minnesota could be looking at pretty ugly ends of this game. Yeah, if you talk about depth in the Big Ten, Minnesota is at the bottom of the list as we got it to the timeout. Demir at the line, he hits his first. So 47 to 34, 11.05 left to play. Demir now with his second shot. Up and no good rims out. Off uh, rebound by Aquazi Yaboa. Now over to Jacob Young going right to left for the Scarlet Knights. Ducor on the scorer's table waiting to check in. Jung with it. Picks up his dribble now. Far side finds Yeboah. Yeboah met up by Demir. Yeboah now drives inside. Corrals it. Uses his pivot. Back up top to Jacob Young. Thought about a three. Drives in. Now drives out. Six to shoot. Over to McConnell near side. McConnell three to shoot. Pump fake. Three-pointer. No good. Just try to draw the foul. Offensive rebound by Miles Johnson. Now over back to Yeboah, and they'll reset with Jacob Young running the point. Ten to shoot. Young still with it near midcourt. Guarded by Carr. Now far side finds McConnell. McConnell fakes. Pull-up jumper. Long two. No good. Rebounds. Tipped away. And Marcus Carr of the Golden Gophers comes away with it. Carr and the Gophers left to right. Entry pass to Oturu. Oturu goes to work on Yeboah. Scoop up. Floater. Good. Jacob Young now with it for the Scarlet Knights on the far side. Crossover move inside, tough reverse layup. Yes, sir! Jacob Young flexes to the crowd as he puts the Knights up 13. And now the crowd starting to heat up. Marcus Carr with it for the Golden Gophers. Finds Demir near the free throw line. Back up top to Wilson, now over to the far side, back to Carr. Entry pass to Oturu. Oturu, tough layup, no good, but a foul called. And Oturu is going go to go to the line. So they're going to get McConnell on the foul. That's his first. I, I want to go back to that last possession with Jacob Young. He just knifed his way through the defense. Split two, three defenders to go to the rim there. And, and that kind of ball handling is what you like to see from Jacob Young. It's where he struggled earlier in the year, but now that he's composed himself a bit more, he's become a potent weapon for this Rutgers offense. Oturo knocks down his first. Johnson will find the bench along with Jacob Young, Mamadou Ducore, and Gio Baker now into the game. As you mentioned, yeah, Jacob Young, he struggled early on, but as soon as he got that confidence in, he went from averaging two to three points a game to about six, seven, eight. 
or to a second shot. Good. 49-38. 9.37 left to play. Knights on top. McConnell with it for the Scarlet Knights. So Baker will play off the ball. McConnell, screened from Ducour. Now inside to Yaboa. Yaboa on the low block, uses his pivot foot, needs to find someone open, close to a three-second, just gets it out in time to Geo Baker. Baker now with a 10 on the shot clock, drives in, corner for Yaboa, his three-pointer. No good, rebound tipped away. Omersha comes away with it for the Golden Gophers. Now it's Marcus Carr with it for Minnesota, near side, met up by Geo Baker. Now entry pass, Oturo, mid-range jumper. That's good all day. And Minnesota has cut it to single digits. 49-40, under nine to play. Baker with it. Baker iced the game the last time these two met last year. But he's going to have to wait a minute before Peichel calls a timeout. So you look at this offense and you look, you know, you have Jacob Young, whose confidence has put him on a different level, to the level that what you wanted to see when you started recruiting him. You know, Mulcahy's done such a great job on the offensive and defensive glass, securing rebounds. As you mentioned, their depth is completely different from Minnesota. They have so many guys off the bench that can make such an impact. But as you mentioned, as far as Minnesota, if one, two, or three guys are cold, that's pretty much their entire team. And especially if they get into foul trouble, they have now three guys with three personal fouls. If they get any, into any more trouble, as you mentioned, Chris, it could be an ugly ending for this Minnesota team that is just trying to crawl back as they just recently cut it within single digits. Daniel Turu started 0 from 7 from the floor. He's now made his last four field goal attempts. And that's, and what, and that's what you expect from Turu. You don't expect him to have a, a goose egg in the stack column for points for the entire game. He's going to find his stroke, and Rutgers just has to learn how to play to him and play to his strengths and play to his weaknesses. They've done a great job inside preventing him to score, you know, all that much. He does only have, you know, 14 points. But, you know, this is a kid that can put up 25, 30 a game. Baker with it off the inbound. 49 to 40, 845 left to play. Baker isolation right now with Demir, or with Willis, excuse me. Crossover, drives inside, tough scoop layup, no good. Rebound Oturu. Hand off to Carr. Carr looking to push the pace for Minnesota. Met up by Montez Mathis on the near wing. Carr, now double teamed along with Ducore. Now crossover near the free throw line. Back out near side to Oturo. Oturo now inside, low block. Post move against Yuboa, tough reverse layup, good. 49-42, Rutgers needs to score. Bigger with it, going right to left for the Scarlet Knights. He'll fake the handoff to McConnell and he'll stay with it on the near side, right in front of head coach Steve Peichel. Baker with it now. Now outside to Mathis, near side. Mathis drives in, pump fakes. Goes up with it, and they go, they're going to get a jump ball. And that's going to go the Golden Gophers' way. So timeout on the floor. We'll step aside. 7.59 left to play. Rockers only up 7, 49 to 42. You're listening to WRSU from New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. Seven fifty-nine here left to play at the rack. Rutgers on top, but only by seven. They've been up as by as much as 14. 49-42. Chris, Minnesota seems to be going on a small run. They're starting to crawl back, and it's thanks to Oturo starting to heat up. 6-0 run in the last minute, 38, Randy. 
you know, Rutgers was up by double digits. It looked like they were going to cruise their way to a win. Minnesota clawing their way back in. Rutgers hanging on to a 49-42 seven-point lead. And, you know, you talk about Daniel Oturu. He's made his last five attempts from the floor. But also, Randy, we talk about fouls over Minnesota. Miles Johnson has three fouls of his own. So he's going to have to be careful not to pick up a fourth. And if he does, you know, it could end up being – see. We could end up seeing, excuse me, Mamadou Jacor and Shaq Carter really having to carry the load inside. And that's not something that Steve Peichel would be totally comfortable with. Yeah, he's played a lot of Ducor. You know, Shaq Carter only has two minutes. He doesn't have any fouls, so a little concerning on why he's not been in the game as much. But before we get underway, right after the game, be sure to call in to Rutgers Nightline, 732-932-8800, and share your thoughts on today's game. We'll have all our members of the crew back in studio waiting to hear from your reaction. Once again, that's 732-932-8800. Before the timeout, a jump ball is called, so it'll go the Gophers' way. They'll have to go the length of the court, and it'll be Demir to inbound on the baseline. He'll find Marcus Carr with it, and he's met up and pressured by Montez Mathis. Carr with it now, cross midcourt, far side, goes to work, almost had it stripped. Carr still with it near side, goes to work, now hands it off to Demir up top. Demir now finds Oturo, foul line extended, the ball is stripped, McConnell comes away with it. McConnell, it's a two on two, McConnell crosses over, tough layup and it's swatted away. McConnell gets his own rebound, still on the low block, pump fake, layup, up, yes sir! Caleb McConnell uses the offensive glass and gets the second chance effort. And now Montez Mathis hits the floor. He'll be called a blocking foul as Demir just plowed into him, trying to go the offensive way left to right. Yeah, Demir didn't have his feet set there, but um, yeah, I want to talk about Caleb McConnell. The post moves, he looked like a big man in there. He's only 6'6", but he looked really comfortable in the post there. He's a guy that can take it to the rim and make some plays inside. Rutgers back up nine, but Carr at the line shooting. They're in the bonus. Carr's first shot up, and it's good. So he'll get his second chance on the one-on-one. Omersha now to check in for the Gophers. Demir will find his way over to the bench. Car set. Car 74% shooter from the line. Shot up. It's good. 51-44. Baker with it now, controlling the offense for the Scarlet Knight. 7-17 left to play here at the rack. Far side over to McConnell. Uses the screen from Harper Jr. Now up top to Miles Johnson. Johnson now over to Ron Harper Jr. Jr. handoff to Mathis. Mathis drives in. Now out to Baker. Baker now in the near corner. What about a three? Drives in. Now over to Harper Jr. His three-pointer. Yes, sir! Ron Harper Jr. puts the Knights back up double digits. And the crowd is about to explode the rack. 54-44. Carr with it for the Golden Gophers near side. Over to Kalsher. Now over to Oturu. Oturu, low post, drives in, layup. It's good. And Patino calls the timeout. He's hearing this Rockers crowd and says, I don't want to hear any more of that. So the quick layup quiets them, but the Knights still up eight. What a clutch three from Mon Harper Jr. We talk about it so much that when he gets the ball, he has 
that first glance, he has a good look, but he doesn't take it all the time. He likes to pump fake, then drive in, then do a little you know, crossover move, step back, and ends up taking a worse fadeaway shot around a long two. But if he just has it and does a quick trigger, you know, a lot of the times he has the open look. And with a good shot like Harper Jr. has, he's able to knock those down. And right there, just a huge, huge three-pointer from RHJ. Yeah, and, you know, that really got this crowd up. You hear the RU trance behind us. But, you know, Minnesota was starting to chip away at this lead. They're still only down eight, so it's not game over by any means but it's that got the crowd back in with RHJ with a big time three-pointer from the far wing six and a half to go here Rutgers just has to be smart not commit any dumb turnovers crash the glass just hey, play found them up fundamental basketball you'll come away with the dub hey, you said it perfectly that that three-pointer didn't put them up 20 you know they're still up eight but that's exactly what they needed to limit the Minnesota run now Gio with it on the far side. Now in the low block, Harper Jr. goes in the post move, spin around, layup, no good. Rebound tipped away, and McConnell somehow comes away with it. Ball ripped around by Peyton Willis, and they're going to get a jump ball, so that means it's going the Scarlet Knight way. What a great effort. It looked like that ball was clearly secured by Minnesota, but McConnell along the baseline just able to get his hands in there and force the jump ball, knowing that if he was able to do so, it would be Scarlet Knight ball. So 6-14 left to play. Knights up 8, 54 to 46. McConnell inbound under their own basket, and it goes to RHJ near the free throw line. He thought about handing it off to Jacob Young. Now finds Miles Johnson on the far corner. Back up top to Jacob Young. Young on the far side wing. He's met up by Marcus Carr. Thought about an entry pass. Now goes right back up to RHJ. Five seconds on the shot, shot clock. Step back. Thought about a three. Now over to McConnell. McConnell's got to put it up. He doesn't know how much time is left. And just a late second floater and a shot clock violation. That didn't even hit the rim. With two seconds left, it looked like he had a contested three, but he decided to drive in, and it, you know, with his head down, it didn't look like he had all that knowledge of the shot clock, but in any event, go for ball, under six minutes left to play, and the crowd rises to their feet. Knight still up eight, Marcus Carr with it, crossing midcourt, left to right. Hand off to Willis, now over to Marcus Carr, far side. Carr, double teamed. Now Johnson lays off, he's near the free throw line. Back up top to Demir, his wide open three-pointer. No good, in and out. McConnell with the rebound. Demir was wide open, he had a good look, just not able to knock it down. And Young will direct traffic for the Scarlet Knights. McKay looking to check in on the next dead ball. Young all the way to the rim and he slams it home! Bang, zoom, goes Jacob Young, puts the Knights back up 10. And the crowd is to their feet. Marcus Carr trying to regroup himself as he runs the offense for the Golden Gophers. Over to Willis. Willis back out to Carr. Knights up 10, we're under five. O'Toole with it. Low block, guarded by Johnson. Spin move, fade away. No good, rebound RHJ. And pump the brakes if you're the Scarlet Knights. That's exactly what Jacob Young does. Young goes to work. He's so quick on the acceleration. You don't want to get up in his face because he can blow right by you. Baker with it. Far side. Now finds Miles Johnson up top. Now Young on the near side. Young drives in. Layup. No good. It's blocked by Willis. Willis secures his own board. Hand off the car. Carr, near side wing. Carr, over to Demir. Demir, corner finds Kalsher, far side. His three-pointer, too short. Rebound McConnell. And Minnesota is nowhere to be found on the offensive boards. All five of them were pretty much backcourt before it even hit the rim. 
Baker pounds his chest, calling out a play. Hand off to McConnell. Under four. Knights still up 10, 56-46. McConnell with it. Over to Johnson, now back up top to RHJ. The junior, entry pass, it's tipped and blocked. Demir blocked it, Carr comes away with it. Carr for the Gophers, finds Willis. Willis near side three, in and out. Rebound tipped, and it's out of bounds on the Golden Gophers. Demir slapped it out of bounds, and Rutgers will retain possession when we come back. Lee, 3.39 left to play here at the rack, 56-46. Pico looking for win number 250. You're listening to WRSU FM New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org. left to play in this second half. Knights over the Gophers, up 10, 56-46. Knights now with three players in double digits. McConnell and Jacob Young with 10, and Mathis, of course, with 11. He had the the first 10 points of the game. And And the Knights and the atmosphere is really getting to the Golden Gophers. And Randy, you know, we talk about Daniel Turu. Rutgers did such a good job of limiting him in the first half. He has had 16 of Minnesota's 21 points in this second half. He has completely taken over for them. But Rutgers doing a fantastic job coming up with the big bucket to respond. Oturu only four rebounds away from recording his 12th double-double of the season. He recorded his 11th in the last game on Wednesday in their victory over Penn State. And Oturo, as you mentioned, beginning to percolate here in the late goings. He's been the only thing that's keeping the Gophers in this ball game. Minnesota cut it to seven, and now they're down 10. The Knights and this atmosphere at this sold out rack, their third sellout in a row at home, has been getting to the Gophers and Mulcahy inbound for the Scarlet Knights. They'll have to go the length of the court as we resume play. McConnell with it running the point. And on the court, it's McConnell, Young, Yaboa, Mulcahy, and Johnson. And for the Gophers, it's Carr, Kalsher, Demir, Oturu, and Trey Williams. Young with the top of the key, drives in, corrals it, falls down, layup no good, out of bounds. And it's going to go the Gopher way. Young hit the deck. He's, you know, hobbling a little bit, but he gets right back on defense. He seems to be okay. Demir with it on the baseline, trying to find Carr, now does. And Yabo will lay off on defense, and Young will pick him up as he crosses half court. Carr directing traffic, uses the screen from Oturu. Carr now inside, high layup, no good. Rebound is his own, it's Carr. Now in the corner for Trey Williams. He tries to Trey, and it's good. Minnesota now within seven. And Rutgers has to do a better job of closing out on the perimeter. We saw Kalsher get free a couple times earlier in the first half. As long as Rutgers continues to lock down, they sh- have the inside track to victory. Yeboah with it now up top. Yeboah has a screen from Johnson, doesn't use it. He tries to hand it off to McConnell, but before that, Pikel calls a timeout just to reset. 14 left on the shot clock, so still a good amount of time. 2.41 here left to play. You know, we talk about, you know, the Knights, and we talk about Minnesota. And, you know, Carr, Marcus Carr, who has five assists on the game, you know, he, he's eighth in the nation, second in the Big Ten. And you have someone like Oturu, who is fifth in the nation in scoring, first in the Big Ten. You know, he's a rebounding machine. But today, these two look like just average everyday players. Kalsher has been the only, you know, real shooter that they have, you know, other than the late goings of Oturu. 
Yeah, you're right. And like I said, this Rutgers defense is suffocating Minnesota. And that's been a theme across all of these big home sell-out rack games is Rutgers is always a good defensive team. Don't get me wrong. But they're top 10 in the country, according to Bart Torbeck, in defensive efficiency. That's because of how this rack crowd can get into it, really throw the shooters off the rhythm. Even when they've had a couple open looks, it hasn't really mattered. Young with it now to inbound right in front of Coach Peichel, and he gets it in to Ron Harper Jr. on the far side near the scorer's table. Mulcahy now with it. He'll run the traffic. Mulcahy has it. Five to shoot. Drives in. Pulls up. Four to shoot. Spins around. Layup. And it's swatted out of bounds by Arturo. He says, get that out of here. Are you kidding me? You can't come into my lane with that. But McKay, of course, with one second on the shot clock, just trying to put up anything. So now the Knights will have to do this quickly as one second still remains on the shot clock, and they'll inbound on their own basket. Just looking for a quick catch and shoot, but before that, Williams will head to the bench as Willis will check in. This looks to be the remaining five for the Gophers. Mulcahy to inbound. One second on the shot clock. Trying to find someone. He finds Baker. Baker pull up three from the corner. Got it! Yes, sir! Geo Baker with one second on the shot clock. Puts the Knights up ten. Carr with it. Almost lost it. He's double teamed. Now back up top to Oturu. Oturu near the free throw line. Scrambles back outside to Kalsher. Kalsher finds a corner to Demir. Demir, Oturu, Oturu three-pointer, no good. Rebound, Mulcahy. And Baker has it with under two, and the Knights up 10. Baker sealed the deal last year against the Rack, and he might have just done it now. Baker, ISO with Gabe Kalsher. Crowd to their feet. Baker goes to work, drives in, crossover, fade away. No good, rebound tipped away, Johnson comes away with it. Back up top to Harper Jr. and they will try to eat as much clock as they can. Near side to Mulcahy, now back up top to Harper Jr. 10 on the shot clock. Harper, ISO with Demir. Harper Jr. drives in and, and he couldn't get the layup to go and he's fouled, he'll go to the line. He thought about throwing it down but lost control and is able to get away with a foul. And he'll go to the line to put to look to put the Knights up 11 and hopefully 12. Really good job there by Ron Harper Jr. Nice job by Steve Peichel too to call for the ISO. Total mismatch in terms of athleticism with Alejandro Demir. He blew by Demir, looked like he was gonna get the easy lay-in, but Harper got fouled from behind. Now he has an opportunity to ice this game at the stripe. Harper Jr.'s first shot up, good. The Minnesota fans, the few that there are, are making their way towards the exits. Knights up now, 11. Harper Jr., 70% free throw shooter, his second shot, good. Knights up 12, 117 left to go. And the crowd to their feet as Harper Jr. heads back to the bench along with Paul Mulcahy. On the floor for the Scarlet Knights, it's Jacob Young, Kayla McConnell, Geo Baker, Miles Johnson, and Montez Mathis. Carr and the Gophers just trying to push the pace to find anything but a comeback. Carr, baseline, now finds Oturu. Oturu inside, he's met up by Johnson, and he throws it out of bounds. He went for the layup, but it rolled right over top of the backboard, and it's Scarlet Knight ball. Harper Jr. back in along with Mulcahy. So quick time on the bench as Johnson and Mathis We'll head to the bench. 105 left to play here at the rack. And you would hope a win here 
would get Rutgers ranked for the first time in over 40 years. Mulcahy inbounds to McConnell. Now full court pressure is applied by the Gophers. One minute remaining and McConnell just holding the ball near midcourt. The crowd to their feet. Peichel on the verge of win number 250 in his career in his 15th season. McConnell with it, drives in, pull up jumper. No good, rebound is from Oturu. Nine second differential, Carr with it. Now up top, and they're gonna get a foul called, no basket, the shot went in, but they're gonna say it's on the floor. But it looks like it's not gonna matter with 34 and a half seconds left in the Knights of 12. This game is over. It's over. And if you, if, you, if you have any say in these AP poll votes, you have to look at this game. You have to see that they you know, were struggling 10 to two in the first couple of minutes and came all the way back. Carr's free throw missed. Offense rebound, Oturo, his layup no good, but he's fouled and he'll head to the line now for a pair. It's time for the Associated Press to put some respect on our name. It is, it's been time for a long time and hopefully now they can finally get it. Their third sellout, again, this is still winter break. Oturo shot, good. And Minnesota now with 50 points. Rutgers 61. The fans who want to beat the traffic from this sellout are heading towards the exit. Oturo's second shot, short. Rebound, Kayla McConnell. They cannot run out the clock. There's a two-second differential. Baker now with it. Alley-oop to Harper Jr. Yes, sir! Oh my goodness, Harper Jr. So some respect. Carr with it, a three-pointer, he's got it, but it doesn't matter, the Knights still up 10. 20 seconds left to play. Baker with it, now over to Jacob Young. McConnell has it, McConnell all the way in. And he's fouled by Oturo before a free chance at a layup. Talk about an alley-oop. It looked like Harper's head was at the top of the backboard. I went back in my seat a little bit, Randy, after I saw that. Threw it down with two hands with authority. Uh, let me tell you something. That is how you put the icing on the cake of another rack win. 13 straight home wins for the Scarlet Knights. Young's first shot. Up, good. And as you mentioned, Chris, that dunk is how you make a garden statement. Nice. They like to use that term in their winning against the Seton Hall victory, but this victory just as big as any other win this season. Knights up 11. And on the Jumbotron, a fan with a sign that says, rank us, and I couldn't agree more. Young, shot, it's no good. Oturo, nine seconds left, hands off to Marcus Carr. They can't really do much now. A deep three from Carr, then he banks it in. So now they cut it within single digit, but Gio off the inbound will just dribble out. Two, one, zero. That is your final game, final score. Peichel gets his 250th. Rutgers wins yet again at home. They improve to 13-0 at the rack. And if there was a game to show that they deserve to be ranked, it is this game right here. Couldn't have said it better myself, Randy. Almost from start to finish, Rutgers really put their mark on this game. They really crashed the offensive glass. They 
gave himself a nice double-digit cushion so that when Dan Daniel Turu finally got his points in the second half, you know, Rutgers was able to have an answer. They had that little bit of a cushion. Minnesota cut the deficit to seven at one point. They ended up losing by eight, but that doesn't really tell the full story. Take out that 10-2 run in the beginning, Rutgers would have won this game by 15 points. Yeah, you take out that 10-2 run, you take out that last second three from Carr, which is all but a heave at the end, who just banked it in, you know? And you take away, you know, what Oturo did to his credit. Yeah, this is a, a lot bigger of a, of a win for the Scarlet Knights, but, you know, you look at this team and you look at how they play, it is just unbelievable. The energy in here is unmatched, not only in the Big Ten, but in the nation. Once again, your final, Rutgers 64, Minnesota 56, as the Scarlet Knights now improve to 14-4 on the season, giving Steve Peichel his 250th career victory. All behind big games from a whole lot of players, as we mentioned, Ron Harper Jr., Montez Mathis, Caleb McConnell, and Jacob Young, all in double figures on the points column. So just a real spread of wealth for this great team victory. Now it marks their second win in a row after the loss out in Illinois against the Fighting Illini. They came home and beat Indiana, and then here today they beat Minnesota. So that'll do it for another edition of Dancing in the Dark. Once again, Rutgers 64, Minnesota 56. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode of Dancing in the Dark as we recap Rutgers and Iowa as the Scarlet Knights traveled out to Iowa City in Carver-Hawkeye to face the Hawkeyes. You're listening to WRSU FM in New Brunswick and online at WRSU.org.